And now, broadcasting from a two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK and Rick. Welcome to another special edition of the E-Town Lowdown COVID-19 pandemic. And now we have the first of our interviews in the Elmhurst Pays It Forward segment whereby uh, folks in town are are going above and beyond to uh, volunteer to help with the uh, the pandemic. And uh, today I have Mr. Paul Kelty. He and his wife, Colleen, own the UPS store at 242 North York in Elmhurst. Paul, you there? I'm here, yes. Great. Glad to have you with us this morning. I, I appreciate it. And um, I, I know you started an effort. You had this idea. Um, you're an Elmhurst Memorial Hospital Foundation ambassador, you and your wife. And you saw that a lot of folks were doing things to help the healthcare workers. And you had an idea how, how you and your business, uh, the UPS store, could help. So tell us about that. Yeah, so my wife and I, um, we own UPS store, and um, we saw all the gifts and the flowers, and we thought about something like that, but they had some already at the hospital, and I thought, well, what could we do to utilize our store the best to their ability to just try to help out the, the staff and, and recognize them for what they do on a daily basis? And we came up with some ideas on some signage, and so we brought it in front of Susan, um, the executive director at the um, Elmer's Foundation, um, and she mentioned that possibly a thank you sign would be nice, um, thanking all the employees and the staff and the doctors, and mentioned that there's a pathway between the parking garage and the hospital that possibly we could make some signs for. So uh, we, we started out with 10 signs. Um, they were two-sided, so when the employees came came into the hospital, um, they would see a thank you sign, and then when they left the hospital, they would see the thank you sign from the actual hospital itself. Well, that's a great idea. And I know then it morphed into something a little bit larger, and that was um, uh, you and uh, Susan at the Elmhurst Memorial Hospital Foundation reached out to the hospital ambassadors, a group of about 50 folks, and looked uh, to see if they would display these signs in their yards in Elmhurst, right? Yeah, that's correct. I wanted to see how we could reach out to the community, and it seemed like a natural fit with the ambassadors and, um, and getting them involved and, and supplying them along with the community bank, the Elmer's Community Bank, um, and supplying the signs to them for their front lawns, um, yard signs at this. And those, uh, those uh, yard signs, those thank you signs, are kind of peppered in different parts of Elmhurst so that you know, hopefully the healthcare workers will will see them here and there. And then I know um, it's it's really blown up from there. And now the foundation is asking you to help um, supply signs for a uh, basically a fundraising campaign to help during the pandemic, right? Uh, that's correct. Um, so we've we've already got an inventory. We're ready for. People to donate to the Elmhurst Foundation Hospital Fund uh, charity, excuse me, um, and um, look forward to doing that and, and getting more 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 yard signs around the community and recognizing the, the hospital workers. Well, it's great what you're doing. Uh, I'm I'm sure the hospital, the healthcare workers, and uh, and our whole town whole town really appreciates it. I know you can uh, if you're looking for where to uh, to get a sign and to donate to the Elmhurst Memorial Hospital Foundation. 
uh, you can Google them and uh, go to their website, and there's a great link there. So, Paul Kelty, thanks for being our guest, and uh, we appreciate all you're doing uh, for the effort. Um, I want to um, finish by saying thank you to the Community Bank of Elmhurst who's going along with the sponsorship, co-sponsorship with us, and the 50 signs that are going to be uh, are placed already around the community through the ambassadors and through different um, resources throughout the community. So I want to thank them for their sponsorship and leading into this great endeavor of, of, of accepting all the donations that will further the signage across the community to thank the staff and workers. And again, thank you uh, to, uh, you know, to you as an Elmhurst resident and a small business owner for stepping up. Thanks, Paul. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. So, you know, it's like probably one of my favorite things right now. So I have like a 20 minute drive home from work every day and I'm driving home my Jeep SRT8 and the weather's good and I got the windows open. I listen to the E-Town all the way home and it just like makes the trip go so quick. So the E-Town lowdown, I think is really a great thing. You guys got to keep it up, keep it going. People are interested. We're doing a series of interviews with folks that are really making a difference in our community during the pandemic. Got my good friend PK with me. And PK, why don't you go ahead and introduce our, our guest who's become kind of a social media sensation in our community since the pandemic uh, and the stay-at-home order has been in place. Yeah, hey, Rick. Happy to. Uh, so today we're talking to Brian Costello. Um, Brian is uh, has become well-known quickly in Elmhurst as the Prairie Path Piper. He's the guy out on the Prairie Path, um, kind of near uh, Spring Road between Spring and Berkeley Street uh, in his backyard, essentially. And he's out there playing the bagpipes. Brian, you with us? I am. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, Brian. Sure. Hey, th yeah. thanks for all you're doing for the community. You're lifting a lot of spirits. I hear a lot of people talking about you. No, and I'm, um, I'm very yeah. happy for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but you are an Elmhurst guy, and that's a, a fun part of the story. Um, yeah, born and raised. Yeah, went to, went to Viz, right? And, uh, went to Viz, grew up on Wilson, 230 East Wilson. Big Irish family? Big Irish family, all redheads. One of the few houses still standing on Wilson. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Red bungalow. Are you, uh, are, you're one of how many? I'm one of four. Um, one of four. But I, I married into the Halloran family, so there's five in there. So kind of one big happy family. And all from Elmhurst, all from Viz. Kitty went, to, yeah, I went I went to Fenwick. But Kitty, Kitty was, was great school Viz, yeah. Yeah, she was like your uh, grade school sweetheart maybe, or just uh, maybe <laughs> maybe back then a wannabe? No, so she was in fourth grade when I was in eighth grade, so that was kind of weird. So I did not meet her until <laughs> I was already working and met her at Riley's. And well, there you go. Said, there she is. There's a girl I'm marrying. Um, so, so, and actually, she had something to do with you getting out there on the prayer path. Why don't you tell that story? Yeah, so we were supposed to play the Dublin St. Patrick's Day Parade. You know, I'm, I play with the Shana Rovers. I'm a pipe sergeant in the Shana Rovers. And we've been playing this trip for a long time. I was bringing my two boys with me. So on, we were supposed to play it on Monday there. We were invited by Guinness Brewery to play the brew house and the Sky Bar. Wow. So I was so excited to do that. Yeah. yeah. And then. We see Irish guy, big Guinness fan. And then that the next brain, day we're marching. That's Dublin, Ohio, right? <laughs> Dublin, Ireland. 
Hey, yeah, and wait, so, Brian, when you say you're going with your two boys, do they play as well, or were they just going along for the ride in the Guinness? They were going along for the ride in the Guinness, so it was kind of funny. I've got, I had three grade school buddies going with me, three college buddies from the West Coast. My wow. brother, Sean, his neighbor, and then, um, you know, the whole, the whole band. So we, were, we had a trip planned after we played. So the Monday we were supposed to play Guinness. We get in town, you know, have fun. Next day we were supposed to march in the parade, and all our guests were going to be able to march with us down the parade, nice. you know, down O'Connell Street in front of the post office, you know, all the big stuff. So I was, and then that night at midnight, my youngest boy was turning 21. Oh, wow. Perfect. So this was going to be like the trip of all trips. And then we had a week playing, yeah. you know, torn, you know, Ireland, all of Ireland, going up to the north, the Giants Causeway. So I've never been, I've been to Ireland twice. I've never been north. So I was really looking forward to it. So yeah. bottom line yeah. is everything kind of got shut down and I was being a mope on the couch, pouting on St. Patrick's Day. And my wife's like, go outside and grab your bag and go play for the neighbors at St. Patrick's Day, for God's sakes. And you're a bagpiper. Go play. That's awesome. So I went out there, and Katie, I, Katie gave you a kick in the butt. Gave me a kick in the butt, and basically I went out there and I played the set that you know we're going to march to in Dublin, and I was pretending that I was doing that, and it made me really happy. And I got back in, and Katie's like, "Okay, our phones are blown up. Everyone loved it. You have to do it now every night until we get through this thing <laughs> at sunset." <laughs> So, of course, I'm, you know, not as dumb as I look. So I said, yes, dear. And, but, you know, now it's, you know, kind of go, you know, who knows when it's going to end. Yeah, actually, it's actually become basically a ministry. You're, you're helping out the neighbors, keeping everybody's spirits up. Yeah, no. And it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I always kind of thought of it like, you know, just cause the neighbors called and said, you know, how great that was and thanks so much, you know, I was kind of intending that it was only going to be for my neighbors and they wouldn't even have to come and, you know, if you ever heard the pipes from the distance, it actually sounds really cool when they're far away and you just hear them coming. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. So I was thinking all my neighbors were just going to sit in their house and open their windows, sit on their porch, and actually a ton of them are. They're sit, you know, they pour themselves a cocktail, you know, right at sunset, and because they know I'm going to play, and then just listen. But now there's, you know, there's people that were from that I went to college with, and I know from all over. Like, hey, can you put it on Facebook so we can watch? Because we're not going to make it to. Really? So that's what I've been doing. You know, there's a couple of people that I've known from the plumbing council, you know, cause Shannon rivers are big with the, um, the plumbers cause they lead the parade. So there's a woman who's, you know, not been feeling well and she's like, I'm not going to make it. Can you please put this on Facebook? And it's, you know, it's made a lot, a lot of her, you know, everyone, a lot of friends and very happy. Yeah. So can, really you cool. the, I mean, can you play the bagpipes in the rain? I, I, so far I've played them in the rain and the snow just in these, so today's day number 20 since I've been doing it. Well, thankfully the uh, weather's getting nicer, but you know, yeah. there is like, there is this spiritual quality to it. You, like you said, if you hear it from a distance, um, I mean, it, so much so that my son and I used to joke around about, uh, joke around about this. And I got to the point where it's actually in my will that uh, there will be at my funeral an open bar and bagpipes playing. And uh, so I, we may be calling on you if. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, well, you know. If my demise. In the way I'm, you, Paul, you've seen the way I'm living. I doubt I'm going to live past you, you know, but if I do, <laughs> I'm sure Katie will know someone who's a good piper. Um, but yeah, no, it's so, it's, and this thing's kind of taken a thing of its own. And now it's, you know, if you think about the bagpipes through history, you know, they were used in wartime, you know, and they're actually considered an instrument of war. Um, and not a motivate the troops. Yes. 
Yeah. So it's, you know, in my head, I'm feeling like I'm kind of motivating our troops against this crazy war that we're in against this virus. Brian, have you, yeah, have you seen the, uh, the spoof on the Elmhurst Funyun of you saying that you're going to start performing 90s hip hop? Oh my God! I I saw that today and I shared it and got like a, a hundred, you know, a bunch of likes. You know, I laughed so hard. Um, it's just so funny because I, you know, I do play. I try to play different stuff. You know, because I'm also, you know, I'm doing it for everybody. I'm also trying to work on, you know, do or two, you know, because there's stuff that I've learned through the years. So I'm bringing stuff that I haven't played in a while. So it's it's kind of weird when you play in a bagpipe band. You tend to play whatever one plays, and then. That's about it. I've been in a couple bands over the years and learned music that I want to learn that they, you know, we don't play. So I'm playing stuff that, you know, is really not my standard stuff. So, and I try to do a different stuff to keep it interesting. Not that people really can tell, but you know, that types of, you know, sometimes people, unless you listen, you really can't tell, but it, you know, I'm playing like newer stuff that for me that I haven't played in probably 20 That's years, it. you know, that keeps, it that keeps it interesting for you too. Um, yeah, hey, I also a better bagpiper. So it's, I've, you know. I've also heard that you've been involved with stuff at the American Legion. How, how are you helping out the folks at the yeah, American so, Legion? You know, I have a very soft spot in my heart for the Legion and any veterans. And, and basically, I don't even know how it started. Probably twenty years ago, they reached out to me to play for like um, Memorial Day, one of or Veterans Day, one of the two. I don't know. And now I'm basically their piper on call. So if they need anything, I'm there for them. So awesome. you know, they're obviously a great group and so much for, you know, it's, it's real easy to answer the call and they call just say, no. Brian, one last, one last thing before we cut you loose. Um, can you give us an idea of how often you plan on playing and what time of day and where people should go to listen and keeping their social distance, of course. Yeah. I just encourage everyone to keep their social distance. Um, but I'm trying to do it every sunset. So, um, it changes every day. So, you know, it's a minute later every day. So today's probably like 721. So, um, and I try to start a few minutes beforehand, especially like if I see that, you know, if it's a pretty sunset, you know, I try to start. And also there's like the, you know, people are coming with their families, which is, I mean, it's super cute. I mean, there's kids up in the trees that are obviously brothers and sisters that, you know, so when I see them up there, I'm like, okay, I'll start now just to get, you know, get it going. Cause I, I try to play a 10 minutes, from start to finish, no stopping. So it was my big thing. I and I just don't want people clapping for me, you know, and you know after I finish a, a tune. So I just want to do it all at once. It's really kind cool. of get it over to play a fun set. Well, we really appreciate what you're doing for our community, and uh, encourage you to keep it up. And uh, again, uh, I hope yeah. to get back in touch with you after this pandemic's over and uh, hear the whole story of how you took up the pipes and uh, some of your. I'm sure you got some great stories of where you've played and who you've played for and. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, there's, there's, we got a lot more time stories. for that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just Google me with bagpipes and you'll see what comes up. You'll be like, what? <laughs> well, thanks so much for being our guest today. No problem, guys. This is Mary Beth Harper, director of the Elmhurst Public Library. And you're listening to the E-Town Lowdown with your hosts, Robbie and Rick, but PK is the one with all the talent. As part of our installment, Pay It Forward during the pandemic, I have Mary Beth Harper, who's the director of the Elmhurst Public Library, on the line. And the folks at the library are pitching in to help with the effort uh, as far as uh, protecting our health care workers. So, Mary Beth, how are you? 
I'm good, Rich. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, please tell us what the folks at the library are doing during this stay-at-home order to, to help the cause, so to speak. Well, you know, Rich, we have the Makery at the library, and within the Maker, we have three different 3D printers. And very early on, we heard that people were able to print some sort of healthcare equipment, basically face shields, to help our healthcare providers. So our assistant department head down in the Makery, Sarah Vander Hayden, actually got in touch with Elmhurst Hospital and got the okay from them to print a certain kind of face shield. And she took the equipment home, the 3D printers to her home, ordered all the other stuff in order to make these shields, and she'll be printing them and delivering them to the hospital for the healthcare workers. So is it a, a special type of material that you normally don't use in your 3D printer so that, that it's uh, transparent? So it is what, what's, what they're doing, what I guess she's doing is printing the part the plastic part that goes across the forehead gotcha. and then attached to that plastic part is a piece of um, plastic, almost like uh, the type of thing that you use for a report or something a, a, put over a page in a report. So that's really not very high tech. Okay. It's the plastic piece above your forehead. And then this other plastic piece you can buy from a, a general store or something, but she did get this, this design approved by the hospital and they said, yes, they are in need of these type of face shields. Do you know if that's a proprietary design or if it's something that could be shared with others who might have three? I do not believe. Yeah. I do not believe it's proprietary and I think it's out there now for in the maker community of which is, it's a pretty big community out there. And I think this design has been traded back and forth between all these makers. And in fact, Sarah from our makerspace is going to be contacting District 205's person who's in charge of their 3D printing there, and they possibly might start printing too, but it's, it's a, not a proprietary thing. And I think the maker community has been sharing this for a couple weeks now. Do you have any idea how long it takes to print one? And, you know, is it, I'm guessing it's many hours per shield? So, yeah, she said it takes about three hours to print and then about 15 minutes once the piece is printed in order to construct the shield. So, Sarah feels she's going to get about 30 to 35 printed per week, which is great. Right. She'll be able to drop those off at the hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, anything that uh, any folks can do to help with that effort that you know of? You know, I don't right now, but I can certainly let you know if we do find out. It's sort of a, a one-woman show at the moment, and I think in some ways that's good because she's there's not a lot of people involved with any of these things that we're trying to do to help. I guess the whole thing too, is we can't be in one place together right. pitching in to do all this help. So for her, it's great that she has it in her home. She can work from her home, construct these shields and then go drop them off at the hospital. It's all kind of singular. Right. That's a great story. Uh, just another one of the many stories that we're hearing out in the community for folks doing their part. I would hope that uh, the library might, uh, post pictures of those shields on uh, the website at some point? We definitely will be. It'll be on our social media, so please take a look at that. Also look at our website. Great. Mary Beth Harper, thanks so much for being our guest today. Thanks, Rich. Maru naam che hosi metta. Ne hu achi joma manu chu. Shub vichar, shub shabda, ne shub karma. Itle... Manashni, Kavashni, Kunashni. And Jare Achijo ne hu vichar karuchu. Jare hu e-town, low-down, per tune in karu. And a tamevi try karo, 
તો તમને બી એનો ખબર પડશે અને તમે ખુશ થશો કે આ સમજ પડી તમને થેન્ક યુ શુક્રિયા હાય દિસ ઇઝ હોસી મહેતા એન્ડ આઈ એમ ટ્રાઈ ટુ પ્રોજેક્ટ ફોર ઈ ટાઉન લો ડાઉન ઇફ યુ ટ્યુન ઇન ટુ દેટ એન્ડ ટ્રાય ઇટ યુ વિલ બી હિયરિંગ અબાઉટ ગુડ થોટ્સ ગુડ વર્ડ્સ ગુડ ડીડ્સ which is what i look for and when i tune into e town low down that is what you should try to check them out you will be happy and glad that you did thank you our next guest in our elmhurst pays it forward segment is christine falkenberg of market table how are you christine i'm doing great how are you i'm doing well thank you so can you tell us a little bit about your business market table Um yeah so in market table we're primarily an event space we're in downtown Elmhurst at 130 North York so we're primarily an event space um but we're also caterers so uh you know we do offsite catering um as well as uh you know events on on site so our events can go anywhere from um 85 to just over 100 depending upon if it's going to be a sit down meal or not so You folks really stepped up to help the efforts with uh, the pandemic and and in particular support our healthcare workers. So tell us um how you got the idea and what the idea is, what what you're doing to help. Um the idea is, you know, everyone is um really supportive and and wants to do nothing but to support and and assist those who are really on the front lines who are um helping those that are so severely ill. So um our employer market table really um the management came you know stepped up to the plate and said we need to do something to um help out and so we decided to make meals twice a week so we um make sandwiches between 1400 and 1700 um sandwiches um along you know it's a, it's like a box lunch so to speak um that we provide to um the hospital and at satellite offices we do that twice a week Is that really stretching your resources Um I, I, yeah it is but you know obviously um restaurants caterers at this time are slow um obviously so um it 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 really it it helps to keep um our employees busy and give them some hours as well as really doing something awesome for the community i mean it's all about community you know elmhurst is a wonderful wonderful area and and you know we just kind of want to give back and do something for community um so yeah Did you have to um change anything about the way you operate in terms of the way you wrap the sandwiches? Did you have to get anything new that you weren't used to doing? Well, clearly, I mean, we um we we social distance while we're working and we I mean, obviously everybody is wearing, you know, um gloves uh just, you know, obviously to be safe and um you know, now we're wearing masks as well just, you know, to to, you know, be safe and and um make sure that what we're providing is um you know not contaminated in any way. Well, thanks for stepping up and we appreciate all that Market Tables doing. You're a great community. Oh gosh, it's a privilege. Community citizen both uh, you know, personally and as a business. So, again, the business is Market Table and our guest has been Christine Falkenberg. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much, Rich. Take care. The E-Town Lowdown brought to you by the wonderful folks at the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra featuring the biggest bass drum in the world at 9 feet in diameter yes you heard that right 9 feet in diameter
This has been a special presentation of the E-Town Lowdown.